snow pants you want to come over and catch a whiff i do not want to catch a whiff of your undercarriage oh come on old man in desperation Mm-mm-mm. oh god just ages and ages of stank i've been wearing these pants for two days oh my god james go on, go home and wash your balls please please james for the sake of your own testicles please go wash them no i've got rubber pants and a marinating chicken it's okay Ugh, ugh, and a marinating chicken. Got some chipotle working, a little south of the border flavor. Like, <laughs> like when you like buy the family pack of chicken because you thought you were making a sound financial investment, and mm-hmm. you use like two-thirds of it, but there's like the couple that get pushed toward the back of the fridge, and you wonder, what the fuck stinks? And you open it up, and they're all just like, they look like the uh, coin pouches in uh, Australia made out of like kangaroo testicles. Mm-hmm. They get that weird leathery outside to them and you're like, oh no. They got the wrinkle in the fur. <laughs> Yummy. That's bad news bears right there. That's pretty much what it smells like, I'm sure. Alright, so James, yeah. uh, we don't get political. Usual, I mean, unless it's pertaining to a particular film that we've watched or topic. Right, right. But there's almost no way that we can't address this. And it'll come out a week after because of, you know, that's just how scheduling mm-hmm. here works. But Probably right after today, the riots. As of today, was it March 4th? Yep. Uh, former President Donald Trump is being arraigned on uh, criminal charges. And uh, without going into, you know, the specifics of crimes and yada, 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 mm-hmm. yada. I, I just want to point out, since we cover media and, you know, we've watched television and shows... How did anybody fucking think this was going to end? We've all seen the movies with the evil CEO who gains power. Mm-hmm. Like, this is should not have been a uh, surprise to anybody. Like, Lex Luthor never wins. Like, I mean, and just aside from who Donald Trump is, like, yeah, this is an absolute movie plot. Where, mm-hmm. like, the evil villain bad guy who... He's trying to turn this whole thing into fundraising to still run for president. Mm-hmm. And my God, if he doesn't win after that, I would be surprised. If he is cleared of any of this and actually gets to run for president, I have almost no doubts that he will be reelected. And it will be the most insane thing that we have ever seen. And, uh, yeah, I'll be hiding someplace. <laughs> Yeah, because it's going to be full-on fury, but, like, mm-hmm. it's Especially just, in this state. Mm-mm-mm. We've been doing this since the 80s. We've known that these rich, corrupt businessmen are not on the level. Right. And they've been short... Like, people like him have been shorthand for bad guys for, like, 30 years worth of media. Right. Where did we think this was going to lead? I don't know. I remember the 80s and the greed decade. They just assumed that if you had enough money... You get away with anything. They even made movies about it. And you kind of can. And to a certain that's, extent. That's the funny thing, too. Is uh, But, but I, just think about it historically, though. Historically, this is the first time a president has actually been indicted for real. Like, on multiple criminal charges. Felonies. Yes. 34 felony fucking counts. A president. A president. Now... 
We all know all politicians are corrupt. I have no fucking illusions whatsoever. Not yeah. But at least they were corrupt in a certain way, and they maintained a certain, I don't know, modicum of respectability. And that's the thing. I was trying to explain this to my mother, was that even though he's being indicted on these charges, there is little to no chance that he will be convicted just because. Right. Uh, And if he is, there is almost no way that, be it federal or state crimes or uh, charges that he is not being pardoned by whoever is in charge immediately because right. you can't do, do that. that. Like, yeah, it's, they cannot expose him for crimes that they are all also committing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and he knows the inner workings. now. And on top of that, do you have any idea how much ammunition they just given the right just by the indictments? Yup. So if, a conviction did happen. Well, all of them are doing it, too. Well, we all knew that. It wasn't like your guy wasn't doing it. We all knew your guy was doing it. Our guy was... Everybody's guy's doing uh-huh. it. So how is that even a fucking argument? You know, I'm just... I'm I'm about... I've been about done talking about yeah, this aspect, like, but it, it's, it's a historical event that bears at least mentioning. Right, because, I mean historically speaking i guess if former leaders have been put on trial it's generally been for like a war crime yeah they're getting him on financial crimes uh-huh and i i a I, politician that's a, that's a getting busted for financial crimes that's a, a very slippery slope it, that could also i and i don't want to be just uh negative about it optimistically it could lead to a lot of changes cuz think about this how many people out there in the Washington area, are quaking in their motherfucking boots because if the president can get indicted, guess what? That means that the laws are loosening and they can be indicted because, hey, guess what happened? We got a bunch of positive media for busting this motherfucker. Let's bust some more. Let's bust some more. And then every side's going to be busting. It's going to be like a witch hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be fun for me. Yeah, huh. it's... It, man, like I said, I didn't want to get too in the weeds about this politically because I think people know where we stand. Yeah, but I, uh, it, you know, the it's fun- going to be very interesting. It, it it is. It sounds cliche, but it literally is like watching history unfold before, and it's it's kind of exciting in a way. But mm. it's if you know anything about history anywhere, any kind of government where this sort of thing starts happening. It never leads really to positive results. I'm hoping with the you know the day and age and whatever that we can surmount the uh, historical problems that have arisen. Mm-hmm. But usually this leads to ruin. <laughs> no, the funniest thing is during during like the late '70s, early '80s, that kind of stuff. When I was like really, really, really super, super as political as only a 13 year old young man can be. I was cons- I would get made fun of because I was considered centrist. I was considered moderate. I, and my politics and my philosophies haven't changed much. I mean, they have evolved to a certain degree, but they haven't changed at the core. I am considered leftist fuck. But I've always, in 80s parlance, I was centrist. But now I'm leftist fuck, which tells you how how odd the system's gotten over the last 30, 40 years. Well, what happens is when you challenge the right 
to I, I don't want to say a debate because I'm so fucking sick of hearing it's not dickheads. a debate yeah no but when you challenge the right on their beliefs and what they're saying about things they push the conversation further to the right thereby making even your questioning of that kind of backing off and pushing the conversation further and further and further and further to the right to where center is now very very far right and they can push it even further and it's, do you know do you know why i stopped arguing or not arguing even having discussions with a lot of the uh, far writer or the right people is because i came across like pamphlets in a handbook how to answer this argument how to answer this argument how to answer this argument very specifically it wasn't about having somebody to come to an understanding about a philosophy or, or, or a background or whatever it was very specifically designed to beat your argument so if i have enough arguments to beat your arguments i may not be right but i've got a great talking points and you can't argue you can't even have a discussion with people like that because they're thinking about Slot A, slot B, slot C. Oh, he talked about this. I have the argument for this right here. Boom, pulling that. That's not a discussion. That's just ad, you know, that's just propaganda. So I can't have discussions with those people. And and it's getting increasingly hard to have dis any sort of discourse with people on the right because they don't even believe the things they say. Or on or on the far left either. Yeah, I mean, either yeah, either end of the spectrum. Yes, you are absolutely correct. Because here here's here's always been my stance. Zealots scare me uh-huh i don't care what what wing you're on um i should probably not no, eat this brownie no, while we're recording. no but seriously though i it's just like there are some people that are really zealous into stuff and they're fun to watch from a distance but these are the people that are, are fucking everything up most people don't care one way or the other they've got some core beliefs might have a couple arguments whatever but it's the very far ends that are fucking it up for everybody and I, I mean, there, it, it's gotten so far to the right in this country that I believe, and this is probably months old by the time this goes out, but at, I believe it was CPAC, like the biggest, one of the biggest Republican things when, uh, uh, I forget exactly who it was also. It doesn't matter. I fucked him. Because nobody's way. here for news. Yeah, but got on stage and announced to a room full of Republicans to applause that transgenderism must be eradicated from our society. Like, those are words that were used in a context before. We've seen this before. How do you have a fucking discussion with that? And again, these are the same person. Instead of saying transgender, they'll say transfer students, trans whatever, transcontinentals. Why? Because they're trying to dehumanize. They're immediately trying to take the people out of this. But using the phrase eradicated, mm -hmm. and he tried to walk it back and, oh, well, I just mean the, uh, the ideals of it. No, you didn't. No, you fucking didn't. And how that was do you a even, dog whistle like a how motherfucker. How do you even have a discussion? with? Where do you start with having a, a, a civilized conversation with that line of thinking? It's... Mm -hmm. it, it, uh, 
Hey, how about that weather? Still outside, <laughs> hey, huh? Woo! Hey, sh- hey, should we just do the thing? I don't have a good segue for this. No, fuck a I- segue. Let's just go, All man. Right. Well, hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Horror Vomit, where we talk about horror movies so you don't have to. My name is Chris Pfaff, and I am one of your hosts. And I am James Marino, and I'm the other one of your hosts. <clears throat> and this week... It's a, a, a special one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super special. But we're talking about 2017's Radius. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are going to be sons of bitches of names. Uh, written and directed by Caroline Labreche yeah. uh, and Steve Leonard. You know what? Did, Not a foreign language film, I should mention. It's I, Canadian. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's foreign. Well, you know, not foreign language. <laughs> I know. But these names were tough for me. But James. I will tell you, the general rule for French is that the more letters there are, the less you pronounce. Oh, I, I'll never remember that. That's but, okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> okay. Good God. <laughs> We've ruined it. We've absolutely ruined it yeah, already. Yeah, this, this amazing work of art we are producing <clears throat> right, right now. Uh, it's starring Diego Klattenhoff as Liam and Charlotte Sullivan as Jane slash Rose. Mm-hmm. James. Yeah. You bearded son of a gun. Tee. I don't give a fuck what you have to say about Radius because mm. I have a story to tell you. Oh, tell me the story, motherfucker. I can tell you the exact day, the first time that I ever saw this film oh. was August 18th, 2018. Do tell. That was the day that my youngest son was born. Ooh. And after, obviously, that huge life changing, what have you, uh, they had taken him off to the, the little, like little nurses center, like, you know, yeah. so that she could get some rest and what have you. And I didn't want to put uh, put the TV on because she was trying to rest. So I sat and watched this in a hospital with a effectively just having had a child, gigantic life changing event. Right. Exhausted. So you can't have an I, actual honest opinion about this so, movie. But here's the reason I I wanted to do this. I couldn't take my eyes off of this when I was watching it in the hospital because it was such an interesting concept. And then Uh when I saw it on a thing, Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, we should watch Radius. I was very nervous to go back and watch this because I wasn't sure if I had just the, you know, huge life, one of the greatest days that a human being could have. and, And this just happened to also be interesting. But I have to say... I still really enjoy this movie, James. I, you are entitled to do that. Yes. Um, there are gigantic problems with it, which obviously we will talk about because I'm not so blind as to see that it doesn't have that. But here's why I think that it, that and uh, this is one of my the reasons that I love like independent cinema so much. You throw a concept like Radius at mm-hmm. me. And I will forgive a lot. If you are coming at me with this humongous kind of grand idea, and I can tell you're doing it with very little to no money, Mm -hmm. and you're throwing something this big at me, I will forgive a lot of things. There are things that I roll my eyes at in this film, Mm -hmm. but when you're giving me a, a film that, makes me on top of everything else really really think about the, the uh 
like the basically the premise mm-hmm. and then also just kind of shroud all that having to think and oh i can just watch this cool reminiscent of the night of a 90s serial killer thriller mm-hmm. in, in the vein of like you're almost like copycats or your bone collectors mm-hmm. a mystery on top of whatever i i am very very entertained by this film and i will defend it throughout i think throughout this entire episode because i don't feel like you feel the same as me. i do not Again, let's let's lay it out here. There's a bunch of things that I like about this movie, but the one thing that the main premise of this movie was interesting. I was like, there's no way this is going to sustain it. Mm-hmm. And about 15 minutes in, I said, one of them is a serial killer. Yeah. I, I'm just like, okay, meh. This movie, to me, was like eating oatmeal. It was pretty, and it had some really cool stuff in it. I, I will give it a lot. There's a lot of cool things. Indie, what they did with it. But that is a fucked out premise. Yeah. Because I, I, I've lived my life reading sci-fi and fantasy and hard science fiction and all that shit. And I've seen this story. And I'm like, there's only three ways this can go. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, oh, okay. And what killed me is that in order to have the conceit of having a serial killer in us, we had to have the conceit of the amnesia. So if you have amnesia, we're having flat effect characters. I, I don't give a flying fuck about either one of them. They have no chemistry to me. And I'm just like, so what? Right. <laughs> the only thing that makes it interesting is the fact that if they separate more than 50 feet, fucked up shit happens. Right. So uh, before we get real into it, because I don't think pre- maybe anyone listening has ever watched Radius. Fair enough. So uh, long story short, uh Man wakes up from a car accident. Uh, all of a sudden, everything within... It's never really given I'm, to us in a number. I thought it was intimated that it was 50 feet. I thought that yeah, said so it said we'll, we'll just say 50 yeah. feet for the sake of convenience. Everything within 50 feet of him dies immediately. Every like living thing. Mm-hmm. Its eyes glaze over white and it dies. Which is cool. That is cool as fuck. Yeah, it's fucking rad. It, I mean, as far as a premise. So... He uh, magically makes his way back to his own home, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, A woman shows up. She was in the car accident with him. Mm -hmm. If she is within the 50 feet, uh, she negates this power. Yes. So it's them trying to navigate effectively through this, for lack of a better term, curse. Right. All while suffering amnesia. How were we in this car wrecked together? How do we know each other? Dot, 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 mm-hmm. dot. Ending in, obviously, we'll get there. Yeah. The, would you say that's the basic premise? That is 100% the premise. All right. So here's the thing I give this movie incredible points for. Hmm. Is having a film where your murderer doesn't want to be a murderer. There is taking the element of uh, sneaking around and being like have, wanting to avoid people, not for capture, but for their safety. And then turning that on its head at the end, mm-hmm. I think is fucking fantastic. And like you said, having just a man that kills everything within 50 feet of him, you can't make a film out of that. Right. So you have to add in the character of Jane or Rose, right? which negates that power. And then, you know, they navigate through the world, but he still has to, they always have to be careful. There's always a game that's involved. Right. 
But the tension, <clears throat> I guess because <clears throat> we never really know any of the people that died. We know that they're innocent, but there are no stakes in it for me. Okay, the only thing, yeah, it sucks. They're innocent, but I don't know anything about them. I have no investment. I have no investment in, I have, couldn't, I could barely invest myself to anybody in this movie. That is where I think, and obviously I do believe that they had to throw the amnesia on top of everything, like you said, because you can't sustain a film with just everybody dies around this guy. He has, you know, and he's just okay with that, whatever. But <clears throat> I think one of the things that this movie really, like, got me thinking about is that existential dread that, like, Something's happened because he doesn't know that it's him right. for the first, what, 20, 25 minutes mm -hmm. until uh, he accidentally kills a bird. Mm -hmm. And I think he gets it when the guy is approaching him. Yeah, the guy from the uh, backhoe. Yeah. He's like, don't come in. Don't come in. Dude, yeah, no. Don't come near me. And then his eyes, uh, 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 Liam can't see it from the window, but his they show it. His they eyes gray over. over and he falls into this drainage ditch. And while walking toward a bird on a fence, the bird dies. Mm -hmm. So, which me, was cool. That is just existential horror. The okay, everything that I come near dies. When he walks into that cafe, those people were alive before that. Right. By, by the time that it gets around to the bird, you know, we know that, and we know that he's realizing that. And yes, I will give you. You could care a little bit more about the character, say, if the acting were a little better. Mm -hmm. Or, and I was thinking about this, too, is since they added the mystery element, they needed him to be sort of uh, devious in places. Yeah. They needed him to act almost suspicious because that's how the this particular story was going. Had It would have been a little bit more to the existential horror had they made him a little more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But since he always had to be the, no, we need to go here and do this, we need to go, you know, still uh, kind of in charge instead of that, like, festering in his own mind of, like, everything that comes near me dies. Mm -hmm. How do we solve this? Instead, he's very gung-ho. What, what was the rating on this movie? I don't think it was. It might not have been. <clears throat> but, I mean, it could easily be PG-13. I was going to say, that's this is about as bad as it could have gotten. I think... Um, I don't know. They could have done something different. I don't. I. I it just didn't grab me, man. It but, did the one. The one thing that I we've always talked about. The one biggest thing is it. It did entertain me. This was a slog to get through. I walked. I had. To, I had to go through it three times to get through this movie. Really? Because yeah. I mean, it ramps up the energy. Like when they go to the hospital the first time, and he gets stuck in the elevator. Yeah. And she's going down, and we've seen before. Like he doesn't want to leave his house. Because he doesn't want people to die. He's hiding from the female police officer mm -hmm. because he doesn't want to kill her because by, at this point he knows what's going on. Right. And birds drop from the sky and she gets spooked off and he's relieved. Right. So it makes scenes like that where there's this tension of like him stopping on every floor and looking out and looking around for her and being like, fuck, she's not here. I wonder if she's... Is she a floor above or a floor below? Shit, 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 shit. And 
granted, I'll give you, that's a stupid scene because they're two adults who can't figure out how to coordinate between a flight of stairs and an elevator. Yeah, hey, but where yet? Ra- <laughs> but it raises the tension. Like I said, this isn't a perfect film, but it's got that 90s thriller energy that keeps me personally, yeah. that's kind of my jam. And it never was. It never was mine. I, I read all the books because they came out and I didn't have cable, so I read the fuck out of all the books. I, I never watched any of the movies. I it just I figured it couldn't compare to whatever I invented in my head. Yeah, because it does. For a lot of it, it's got the 90s mystery thriller feel to it, which I really kind of dig. Like, that's kind of my jam. And then when you add the horror on top of that, like, um, they find out the kind of who she is. And they go to meet her husband, and they play her husband is kind of sinister as well. And that's mm-hmm. what... it. It keeps me engaged in trying to figure out the puzzle. Well, at that point, and, I was like, which one of those is the serial killer? Exactly. And that's what it's that's what's very 90s about it. Because the, the one thing that I think could have improved this movie is to have the husband be a little more like, dude, if that was my wife, even if she didn't remember me, fucking at no point would I ever not be in the same room with those two until she remembered me. Right. Or to have something more. He was just seemed vaguely irritated and a touch jealous. Right. But also. And I'm like, that like, didn't fit in with the situation. But Liam's being accused of like straight up terrorism. And he, at the same time, is trying to like protect his wife because they flat out tell him, like, you can't disappear with what happens when we're suspected of all of this. Because mm-hmm. there are dead bodies everywhere. They've kind of linked it back to these people. And. You know, what do you think is going to happen if you also disappear with us for three days? Who the fuck is going to be around to try and explain anything that's happening and tell them, you know, regardless of what they're going to believe? And he does end up calling the police, which leads to one of, I think, the coolest fucking scenes in the film. Oh, yeah. Now, there, there were some points in this film that I really, really, really enjoyed. And I, it, as a film in and of itself, it is not a bad film. It just commits the biggest crime, and it just doesn't engage me. There's just not enough there. All the points are there. It's like it's like a good soup with no seasoning. Yeah, and all the ingredients are good. The soup looks fucking amazing, but it's bland as hell. Right, but I mean, they're using the tension of the elevator, and you're hoping that nobody in this fucking hospital dies. And as soon as the police come in, they start dragging them away from each other. You, I. That was it's, good. It's a tension-filled moment when you're going, fucking no, 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 no. Yep. And then everybody drops. Well, and At it, once. And uh, there was another point, to, too. Remember when she had the first flashback? That they're having, or they're having the flashback? And you looked at the paper, so I, I paused it. Because I'm like, oh! Because then I, I might get a name or something, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, I've been conditioned to look for that shit. It was it was the names and but they were all of it was transposed. So if you all the letters were right, you had to really stare at it to catch the names and stuff. But it was blank and part of it was like blanked out on purpose. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that is cool. Uh-huh. That is cool because they knew they knew I was gonna do that. Yeah, and part of the mystery is that uh, Rose or Jane has been going missing from time to time mm-hmm. because. Her twin sister, who looks exactly like, yeah, I know, you can make the jerk-off motion all you want, but, like, you gotta oh, fill Oh, I forgot this, this is an audio medium. Yeah, and, I mean, if you're making a mystery, fuck, what else? I mean, it's a decent... Thing. Twins? Amnesia? Serial killers? Right, but, I mean... Wait, what here's else? another hat. 
<laughs> right, but what else are you going to do? I don't know, not the- make this movie? <laughs> I'm sorry, do you have something against people fucking coming up with a good idea and trying to make it? James? Mr. I pretty much rewrote John Dies at the end? <laughs> I did. Because you know what? There are only, there are only like four ideas out oh, there. Oh, so what the fuck were you just saying? About just somebody saying. having ambition in making the, this movie? Make it better. But, I mean, so she's got this twin, and it explains why she's been going missing and why her husband's already fucking frustrated with her. And now she shows up with this guy who's being accused of terrorism, which is not what's in every other fucking movie. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking to myself, well, doesn't Canada have a National Guard? I think that it, after about the 10th dead policeman, I think there'd have been a little bit more of a reaction. Yeah, but there weren't dead policemen. These were the first dead policemen that there were. And mm-hmm. after that, the, the police don't have time to get involved because it's all a very short series of events. Yeah, and my, my sense of timing is, is vague at best. So trying to figure out how much time had passed since this movie started and how quick, a, how quick of a turnaround it happened, I, I had no idea if it was a day, two days, a week. Right, but I mean, that's after the whole uh, print shop thing where all the police drop... There is pretty much a really terrifying scene where the the cop that was leading Jane away, because he was outside of whatever radius or still next to her, mm-hmm. he comes walking out to see all these fucking bodies drop, and you see, like, it's one of the actual, like, good pieces of acting. Oh, yeah. Is Liam sitting against the police car like, no, 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 please back up, please back the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And then he just drops, because, and I was thinking about this, you see everyone around you, like 30 people just fucking drop and die. Yeah. Like you said, those are nameless, faceless people. He's looking at this man in the eye and pleading him for him to go away. And it's a really good twist on the, the killer doesn't want you to die. Mm-hmm. The killer wants you to get away. And through uh, unforeseen powers, he doesn't have the ability to not kill you. And it's not the, there's a mental illness and what have you. Well, We'll get into that, yeah. but it it was I thought a very powerful light ending to that scene is watching this cop walk out. Last thing he sees is a sea of dead bodies, and going what the fuck pulling his gun, and he got slightly too close, and just when he's Liam staring him in the face, begging him not to come closer, and him mm-hmm. dropping. After that, you can tell he's kind of affected because that's when they are absolutely like we're leaving. I'm not coming back around people. Uh-uh. We're done. Mm-hmm. Again, I think my problem, again, the biggest problem that I have with the whole movie, and and it's, again, it's the lack of seasoning. It's the lack. I, I, I love the ideas. I really do. I am being a little flippant about, ha-ha, it's not, it's not so much that it wasn't original. It's just like, you know how when I watch a movie, I look for reasons to like it, even if it's just kind of iffy or, you know, just to get me through. After about the third or fourth time I did it, okay, now's the time. I'm going to see some acting. Now's the time where they're going to explain something a little more to show his change from being, from his mental illness, where he wants to do one thing, but now he ha- he's doing it. But because I could not connect with anybody in this movie, after the third or fourth time, I'm just watching it to get it over. The- and that, that's, that, that has more, uh, maybe more to do with me. Than the movie, but I was just like, ah, give me a give me a reason to like you a little more. That is what I was saying at the beginning that I think the concepts grab me so much that I will forgive quite a bit because I mean, 
I, I have no rebuff for, yeah, the acting's a little flat. Mm-hmm. Well, also, like, I mean, these two both are actors. They have careers. I think uh, the... Uh, Diego Clattenburg is in Homeland or something? Or something yeah, like that. I don't know. Yeah, he he's in a lot of television, and so is uh, uh, Charlotte Sullivan. So it's not like these are just like their friends no, that I got they you. hired, but I, I can't say that, yeah, the acting is, it, there, it's a little flat. But There like have been said, a few times, actually, um, since we've been doing this, where I watched a movie where you're like, dude, this premise is over, I'm done. How many more times can you use this filter or whatever? But it was new to me. Or, and so that made it 10,000 times more interesting to me, and I was into some stuff you weren't. Again, becoming from my sci-fi background, th- this premise was like, su- it hasn't been done in, much in movies, okay? But in, in print form, th- th- I, think that, I think that's something that we're dealing with here too. Something that, that's been done to death for me, but maybe not as much for you, and you can still enjoy it. Right, because, I mean, there are a lot of plot conveniences in this, mm-hmm. and, but they're kind of like have to be for this exact story. I mean, and there's then, no real way to write around some of this stuff if this is right. the story that you are and trying so to tell. In so many movies that I've seen, though, <clears throat> I'm willing to let that go. And I, I just couldn't quite make the leap in this movie. Because, I mean, I did think it was a good addition because it almost lulled me into a false sense of whatever that... It comes out that, like, oh, she was trying to jump off this bridge and kill herself. And that's where it kind of lulled me that, like, oh, they really didn't know each other. And they just happened to meet. And it, it, it yeah, did, James. Prior it to lulled th- me into a... But prior to that little bit of knowledge in my head, <clears throat> to me, that, that, that little piece, because up until then, I, I was sure he was the serial killer because I was trying to figure out which one. Because fucking ADHD brain yeah. fills patterns. I hate movies sometimes because I figure them out. But this one, I was trying to figure out, okay, now which one it is? Which one? And I'm like, oh, can't be, can't be Liam now because she was going to jump off and he saved her. But then I'm like, well, no, wait, maybe she escaped and was trying to jump. And then, you know, but it, it resolved and it actually did take, it, it was interesting in a murder mystery sort of way that it, it took my suspicion off of him being that guy. Yeah. And then it put my suspicion on to, when, when I met the husband, it put it on to him. Because why isn't he, again, why wasn't he being extra jealous? I'd have been like, motherfucker, who, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, you could have killed half the countryside, but that's my goddamn wife. Right, but in, we, I get the sense that, like, he's kind of over her bullshit as well. Because <clears throat> yeah. it, he establishes that, like, I get it that your sister disappeared. And, like, that doesn't make me not love you. But, like, this is, Rose, this has gotten to a point where, like, now what have you gotten yourself into? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't do this anymore. And it's, it's a trope, but it's a trope for a reason because it's a tidy way to kind of put that in a bow that, like, yeah, that's why he called the police and everything else. Like, well, and also, you know what else, too, is you spoiled me to fucking death because everything that's ever been done before has been done by Joko Anwar. I watched the fuck out of it. Do you, do you see the difference? Uh-huh. So you're, I, I get, I'm getting, you fucking give me a taste for caviar and then serve me a covered dish. It's just not the same, man. Right, but here's the thing, too, that really, uh, it really got me thinking because 
we we find out that uh, Liam because they go up to some cabin that he somehow knows that he owns. Again, it's a real yeah, plot the, convenient. The, I, and that that irritated me. It's like you were just willing to write it off. I'm like, oh, he motherfucking knows where the thing is. Yeah. Fuck this movie. And, and again, that's. <laughs> That's where I will forgive it because of the premise, because I want to see where this story's going. And I, at that point, they had their hooks in me, and, and it wasn't just because the whole baby thinks I watched it again just as enraptured. No, I get you. And then we find out that he had been effectively stalking Rose because he had also killed her sister, and he was going to murder her. She finds this... Uh, the notebook. Yeah, the scrapbook of dead women and what and it's, have you. it's a fucking it was the fucking black and white comp a fucking zition book. God damn. Yeah, it again, it wasn't great, but I will forgive it because I enjoy where this movie goes. However, it really got and uh Liam kind of realizes also who he is. Yeah, when he now, yeah. When he's the in the pond. Here's the other part of the like really existential thing that was weighing on my mind is okay. So say, effectively, you as you are erased. Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of like, what he's doing is almost look, looking at his life on a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Could you live with the things that you've done? I'm a fucking piece of shit. What are you talking about? Exactly. And I mean, obviously, this is pushed to the nth degree because it's a film and it's fiction. And whatever. blackout drunk for 20 years. I don't want to know what happened to half that shit. No, no exactly. Way. And this realization that, I'm a monster and that I've and you know seeing this person that's been so worried about people dying and killing these people was also just this vicious savage murderer before like a weird reset button was hit on his life right. and, and he's now examining it from the outside without any maybe previous trauma or anything that we're not given obviously mm-hmm. but looking at his life through all of that and he kind of understands when Rose shows up with the shotgun oh yeah and he he doesn't want to die, obviously. But he's but like, fuck it, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I completely understand. Well, what really, really... There, there are parts of this movie that draw me in, and I cannot condemn this movie. When I say I don't like it, um, I'm only half... You know, I'll... If, if it was on, I'd watch it again if people were in the room, whatever... I, I don't hate and, this movie. But, I mean, and also, yeah, I understand we do have to have some sort of conflict for the podcast, because <laughs> yeah. otherwise it's just us. We've done that before, sitting here going, yeah, it's good. Yeah, you like that part when he yeah. did the thing? That was cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. It'd be a dodgeball situation, buddy. <laughs> yeah, where we're just quoting shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we've talked about, like, at some capacity covering dodgeball and realize like, no, it's just going to be us quoting dodgeball. Or, or just bit by bit breaking it down. for yeah. the. F- okay, this is the intro. We spent 20 minutes on the intro. Which is completely less than interesting. Yeah. But anyway, as you Sorry. were saying. I fucking forgot. I, I figured you would. Yeah. But no, that's what I really enjoy, that existential terror of him like realizing what his life was i remember and, okay go on go because as, as much as i dog these movies there are some bits in this movie are fucking great because throughout this movie again i'm trying to find something to just keep me here just keep me in this movie when he threw up by the side of the pond after he found the ball bearing or whatever the fuck it was that he found and realized it was him that he was putting bodies and shit in there and he gets out and he throws up and then I'm thinking this whole time, it's like, he's a serial killer. And then I'm thinking about this cosmic whatever, the, the whole reset. And, you know, and then I'm like, okay, now that the concept is interesting. And that part of it, that was one good payoff of this movie. And if for no other reason, 
I was glad to have watched it for that reveal, for that whole thing, because it that that instant made my brain just do this whole big circle. Wham! And I'm thinking point, 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 and it's brought back in. That was done beautifully. The the shots, the shots that they were pulling in this were amazing. I don't know where they were, but um, when they were doing the the roads and the like, the dirt roads and the rural. Well, that's where they put all the wind turbines. I've driven down thousands of those, mm-hmm. and they fucking pegged it. it. As far as sense of place, um, it felt very real in certain spots to me. And and I always appreciate when a movie is really anchor me to a spot, anchor me to a place because. This movie, I really needed more grounding. I needed either to care more or to feel more grounded in the community or grounded into what's happening to make those deaths really worth it. Because it's like the idea of the concept of 10,000 people dying. It's a tragedy. It's horrible, but it's not accessible to my brain. Two people died. That's fucking even more horrible because those are, you know, I can wrap my head around those two people. Um, you know, kids, a mom, whatever. I couldn't hang my head on anything in this. And it would just, if they would have given me just a little bit of that when the people died, I'd be, I was more worried about the fucking animals. And I, I, I understand your point, but I, I also think that that's kind of the point of the film is that, I mean, he's killing discriminately when he's murdering these women that have gone missing, but it's this uh, uh, desire to not kill anybody and that it is these faceless nameless people and that it would have been more interesting if it had been more of a a more of a a heel turn that's what i'm saying is that had they made had more of a choice for him to make these like the only choice that he made and this is what i liked about this movie the only active choice that he made was when he shot himself that was an active choice and that was part of a growth cycle prior to that the only thing that reset him was this incident, not a couple things since he did. It, it reset him. He, if he would have kind of reverted a little bit and then caught himself and pulled himself back, that would, I think, given more depth to the movie, would have pulled me in more. But also, I mean, if you want like, meaningful characters dying, there are only two characters in this because there really can't be because he can't really approach anybody else without her. Right, so, but you, I mean, can, you can do an establishing, like a lot of other movies have done, or establishing, you see mom, pa, kettle at the store, at the, arguing at the cash register, um, focus on uh, the, the mom and the kid at the park, or... Um, but give uh, give like 30 seconds of a life of something so that when, when they drop dead a croak, I'm like, oh, fuck, you left, she left the whole family at home that's or what something. I think, but my interpretation was that was kind of the point is the bleakness of it and that he can't figure out what's wrong with him really even because... But yeah, it, it's not going to affect his outlook. It's going to affect my feelings of the deaths of the people. So his outlook would never have changed. He, he, he's still doing what he's still doing. It would make it more, it would make it, give the deaths more weight. Yes, it's indiscriminate killing, and I care about these people that died. And I, I can, knew that it was indiscriminate. It wasn't like he picked Mom Pa Kettle, because they were arguing. It just happened to be near, but I happened to know something about them, so their deaths are more meaningful. See, that's where I think that we're almost arriving at kind of almost the same solution, but in a different manner, because I think by making Liam a little more vulnerable, or at least 
emotional toward these deaths, even if we didn't know the bodies because we can't, because he can't get close to them and it's from his point of view. Had we made him a little bit more emotional and not like, and I understand, oh, no, like I said earlier, Wasn't why they had to make him like when they're telling uh, Rose's husband <coughs> to get in the car, he has to look sinister, mm-hmm. but that's to move the, the, the plot of the story that they're moving along. Right. But as far as the, you know, killing nameless, faceless people, I think had we made him a little bit more vulnerable and not so like tough and determined mm-hmm. that it would have gone a long way toward the oh I see you're you're toward the bleakness premise I, I think I see what you're going had they gone a little more in the other direction I see I I can I can totally feel that I it, because it if we're just seeing, needed that tiny it just needed that tiny bit it just be, need a little salt because if we're seeing everything like from his point of view and from you know like obviously him looking through the slats of these pallets because he doesn't want this officer to die mm-hmm. but also like he knows that there's trouble afoot <laughs> yep like that's very much clearly like the whole film is from his point of view oh, effectively and my favorite shot of the movie is when they went back to the forest they just gotten back together and they were kind of him here him and her were going through the forest and he finds the spot of the crash site in that black circle where everything was dead 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 so you think, oh, man, if you think about it, really, he was in that spot for the longest time, and it was a 50-foot radius. Think of it's complete circle up, down, and around, so everything underneath That's what died, I, too. One of the but I don't know, because when he was in the boat, the, I assumed that there wasn't a very large pond that all the fish would have come to the top, and they didn't, so I don't know if anything below. I, That's my little get, science fiction mind going. I know, I know, but here's the thing is I understand your point, too. But also, like, low-budget film. Or... Where are they going to, I mean, save money where you can? That big black circle? It's just fucking spray paint. No, I, I got it, it. It's good, and it's good. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's just fucking spray paint like it looks like shit. But, but you're going like, to go to a fish market and drop, I uh, got 100 bucks worth of fish. Right, and- but what I was going to say <laughs> is I really enjoy, like, the little filmmaking touches that, yeah, it is in every which way up, down, and around because there's the uh, pigeon on yeah. the ledge under the bridge. That was, oh... And he points up at it and backs up toward it, and it drops dead off the ledge, <coughs> letting you know that, yeah, this is everywhere. So, I mean, yeah. no matter if they separate them, no matter where they take him and mm-hmm. when they're in the hospital, up, yeah. down, all around. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where I think the horror elements, too, especially in where uh, they're in the elevator thing and the police station with the uh, rednecks that come and get them. Oh. But... I think the most bleak thing... I just the, think that redneck was a hat on a hat on a hat, too. Yes, but what else are you going to do? I mean, it, it takes the man who was going to murder her is now saving her life. It's the turn. And put a little more that. story in. Yeah, I Take know. the rednecks out, put a little more story in, give me a movie. Right, but how, do they, how does it go from he was going to kill her to now he's dying and needs to save her? We could have killed her and the movie would have been over. Right, but what I'm saying is that, like... I don't think I'm just being a dick. I know you are, and that which is why I'm steamrolling right through past that because you're being a cock. So, the thing that I wanted to like know is I think this may in fact be a very very bleak ending because we don't know that his dead body does not emanate this. And while they're taking Rose off with her gunshot wound into the ER, Mm -hmm. he blows his brains out in the middle of the hospital. Yep. Now, if his body is still emanating this, there are going to be hundreds dead. Mm-hmm. 
because nobody is going to be able to figure out what is going on mm-hmm. until there is just a sea of bodies around him. Yep. Oh, wait. How come everything? Oh, wait. A big circle of dead bodies. And I think that's why, like, when we were talking about spring, like, oh, I, I hope that they made it. I hope this happened. I hope that, like, man, I kind of hope that that ended the the curse, for lack of a better term. Because if not, like, there are a lot of dead bodies everywhere Mm -hmm. and there's just going to be a mountain of corpses around this corpse yep and i'm thinking to myself i wonder if if it goes molecular like if you took a little bit off and put it in another spot would it kill people you could have like this gigantic huge weapon of mass destruction as long as you keep it in case of 30 just have little pieces and just pitch it at the enemies and shit Right, and so here's the one thing that I wanted to talk about, too. That made the movie cool. Is that you've been uh, harping very hard on the sci-fi elements. I think the actual sci-fi is some of the worst parts of this film because, I mean, you can say that, you know, the man who emanates death around him is a sci-fi premise. I say that's a fucking horror premise, personally. What I'm saying is that it has been written as a sci-fi premise prior to this. Okay. As a horror premise, it is relatively novel. And again, we run into the same problem. I've seen this story in thousands, or not thousands, but so many permutations as to be noticeable. Yeah, and I do think it's the weak spot is them trying to explain this curse. Or they could have, they could have. done it a, mm, a little, a little more elegantly. Yeah, a little more subtly. I, I know, but I was thinking about that and like, well how the fuck do you explain this? And I know you could be a shithead about it and say, well, just don't make the movie, but I no, don't think no, that's no, I'll, a good No, enough, I'll take that. I well, don't think that's a good enough reason to abandon an idea like this. No, either make it more mystical horror, like it's uh, the lightning uh, excited the earth god to change this curse or some right, shit. But, but then you're getting into having to add more layers of exposition. Rather than like, oh, it was this uh, lightning storm from space. Right. But then that would make the hero's journey more important. That would have made his, his change or his awareness of the difference more. It would have given me, again, more to chew on. I get why you like this. And I'm not saying that objectively this is a bad movie. Objectively, it's a bad movie for me. I, I really think I'm making a, uh, like a last shift case for this that i think the idea of it excites me more than the execution and i like thinking about it maybe a little bit more than i enjoy the actual events of the film because while i do enjoy the like like i've said plenty of times the 90s-esque uh thriller component the thriller mystery component Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are ways that you could have gone with a man who emanates death around him that were a little bit more uh, uh, philosophical or solemn or what have you, Mm -hmm. instead of having a serial killer mystery wrapped around all this. But I like it. I will tell you this. um, As a thought experiment, as to the general direction they were taking ideas, as a sounding board for different theories and my own stories, yes... Yes and yes. And I 100% see where you're coming from. Um, And again, I don't think it's anybody's fault. It's just now um, I've seen so many horror movies that I expect more. I expect either to be scarier 
or to be, I don't know, more give me an actual sense of dread. The only thing this movie made me feel was vaguely uncomfortable, which is not what I'm looking for when I watch these movies. I, I now realize that the, the reason I didn't like horror movies before is I'm not big on emotion. But now that I'm older and I'm watching these, they actually make me feel something or they, they change my ideas of something or they give me something. And, and I, don't felt like, I don't feel like this movie gave me anything. Plus, I mean, uh, we've talked about this kind of endlessly, but yeah. it's, it's my favorite part of our podcast that we do because I don't want to talk about all the big name horror that has all the stars mm. and has all the money behind it. I, I really love that somebody took this concept and said, you know what, let's make our fucking movie. Let's take our shot. Oh, we only got this much. What can we do with this much? Oh, money? mine would look like absolute dog shit and have, make absolutely no sense. So no, and I don't, and <laughs> who the fuck am I? But And that's why I love watching, like, last week we watched Spring, and it's a, a clearly a lower budget. Let's do everything we can with what we can. We have this really cool core concept. Let's go for it. Let's make our fuck. Let's take our fucking shot. And like we've gone all the way back to Habit from you know the '90s, where we don't have money. It's. I, I would so much rather watch something like this that somebody seemed to care about. Oh yeah. And it, granted, yes, there are super duper plot conveniences that like. Well, how do we tie this up? And yes, maybe a better writer or another pass at this may have made it a little better. Yeah. But it's... They did what they did in the time allotted with the money they had, and they put out a good, solid movie. And I just realized something else about this. This looked... I don't know how to explain this. This is going to be weird. It's going to be awkwardly... This is like a... This looked like a movie. Yes. A lot of stuff, I would say... I wouldn't say it, it didn't feel like I went to the movie theater for a lot of these movies, you know, fit right in in my living room or in a smaller screen. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? This one, I think if I would have watched on a movie screen with an audience, I would have bought in maybe. This wasn't, kind of, this wasn't the kind of smaller indie film that works in my house. This was a movie movie. Does that make sense? I'm, try, I'm trying to figure out what it is that yeah, feel or that it look. Has a Cinematic I, I'm, quality. I'm putting a lot of my own introspections also because it get, it does get me thinking like, oh shit, everything that I come around dies. Well, I've also had kind of depressive feelings like that, about that of like, well, everything that I'm around or near turns to shit and like stuff like that really gets into my head. Mm -hmm. Whereas the film didn't really convey that that much. Gotcha. On its on its face, it, mm -hmm. I'm doing a lot of the heavy heavy lifting. I think for this film, <laughs> but again, when you give me that concept, it it gets my wheels turning mm. instead of films that we've seen, like His House. It, yeah. it may not be, you know, super duper on the nose, but it gets its point across. It gets you thinking, but it it like. It makes its point on where it stands on something. Right. This is just kind of a here's a story. Yep. And but I like it. It, it. This isn't one of those that like I would sit down and be like, "Fuck, that kind of changed my perception of life and you know it, things." Yeah. But it got me thinking, and I enjoyed the content of the film with the mystery thriller, trying to figure out what's going on. I figure the the best way I can say this is a lot of movies make me think, right? I've already had almost all these thoughts. 
I've already chased those. I've already chased those dragon's tails all the way back to its source because I've read these things intensely, intensely, intensely. So this is the first time that I've been jaded in any of these movies, and my jadedness comes from a whole different, you know, a whole different mellow. And again, it's not just the science fiction aspect. I've seen, you know, the twins. I've seen that. I've seen it done the same way. The serial killer, that was a little different. But the arc didn't make sense. And so that's just, again, that's me. But it, it could be just where I'm at this week because I haven't, you know, had the best week. So right. that could be read into my view of the movie today. I'm going to watch it again. I'll give it another shot. And, and by no means yeah. at all am I sitting here trying to say that this is an excellent, excellent film. Right. It, it's a movie that I like. It's Like I said, it's very much like The Last Shift where you can see really, like, really strong glimpses of like, man, that's fucking cool. And it gets me thinking like, yeah, this was made for probably $10 million. If, if, yeah. if I had to guess, $10 million or less. Yeah. Imagine if you gave people like this, like, fucking Avengers Endgame kind of money. Here's this th- is a million times better than any of the kind of, like, mindless drivel that costs hundreds of millions of dollars that we see. This movie was good enough that it made me interested to see anything else by this director after this film. Not a lot. I know, but I, I would looked, be... I did look up a little bit. Not a lot. I would be interested to see something, though, because I like the visuals. I like the ideas. I like it's just the the technique he used didn't work for me. So this is one of the very, 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 very few few times that you've liked a movie and I didn't that you didn't get me on your side. And again, it's not your fault because all your arguments were valid. I just couldn't get there. Yeah, all of the things that I'm saying are very subjective because it it a lot of this te- leans to what I personally like. Right. So, I mean, when I see a film where, oh, you're doing a cool thing with, you know, not huge stars and it didn't get all the promotion, like, yeah, man, I'll check out your weird little movie about a man that emanates death. Yeah. And you know what? That was pretty fucking neat. I like that, you know? That's kind of why I enjoy what we do on this podcast is because every once in a while we'll throw in an insidious and it's mainly to go, listen, there is better stuff out there. It's like country music. It's, you know, not everything's Johnny Cash. It, you, there's good stuff out there if you look for it. I just realized something, though. Remember when you are talking about how I was going to rewrite John Dies at the end? <laughs> I, I was also being uh, uh, reductive in saying no, that. No, but yes. I, here, here's the thing. Remember when I told you there's only like five or six ideas? There's only one of my voice. Exactly. So whatever I write, it might... Like, I came up, I didn't even know, I had not seen the movie, but the ideas that I had may be similar thematically, but they're not going to sound anything or look anything like that, because I have a unique voice. Mm-hmm. So, it, I'm sorry, it, I just no, I, I know, I, I, I was uh, being counter-reductive, yes. if you will. Gotcha. Uh, I, I don't uh, even know what you're saying anymore. I'm going to sit over here and just be quiet. Shut up. Counter-reductive. I was being uber-counter-reductive and shit. Postmodern. Fuck you. Are, are you finished? No, I'm going to soak a little more. I, I would appreciate it if you did. Okay. Really stretch for time here, James. Because you know what? I'm what? very proud of myself. What? I haven't been digging at my crotch. I was going to ask. Yet. I was going to say, it can't be time. We, we must have at least another half hour because you ain't grabbing your shit. I mean, maybe I haven't really checked the timestamp, but I think we've made pretty good time on this film. I think we did too. Uh, James, hmm. would you recommend Radius? 
No, I'd recommend about 100 other movies before I'd recommend Radius. Really? It's not that this was bad, but in order for me to recommend a movie, I got to be like behind it. You know what I mean? I don't just sit there and say, well, you should watch. If I'm seriously recommending a movie to somebody, I got I to gotta be like, they, if they ask me, why the fuck did you recommend this movie? I got to have a reason. That's fair. Um, I, I would tell people that it's like, a, we've said this about other films before, it's a good like Wednesday night movie. Yeah. Catch the first 20, 30 minutes. If it intrigues you, finish it. If you fall asleep during it and because it didn't grab you, don't. It's not for you. Yep. And again, my opinions on this, very subjective. And I, I don't think that they're colored by the events that I explained before. With a, no, no, the, because the again, thing. everything that you mention, I can get behind. Subjective or non-subjective, <clears throat> it makes sense. You, you know, it just, it didn't do it. Mm-hmm didn't tickle my pickle and and that's where like i just said I, tickle my pickle. i think that i'm wrong when i watch movies like hereditary or something that's like a big name like man you've got to see this it's incredible and i go that's eh, all right yeah it, it, i didn't think it was very good if i'm being honest because i've seen people do a lot more with a lot less yeah and i've seen a whole bunch of cool culty movies and mm-hmm. i've seen a whole bunch of cool like folk horror shit now and they, yeah, they do all of it, and there are some cool ideas, but I'm like, eh. All right, so uh, I guess we're landing on a split decision on Radius. Yeah, for, for a change, because usually I come around, man. Usually I come around. I can usually talk you into it. Yeah, and, and, and oddly, I wanted to. I wanted to like this movie more. I really did, because the ideas were solid as fuck. And that's why, like, before we, because we didn't really even speak about this uh, hmm. beforehand, like, even a little chat about, like, oh, is there anything that you want to touch on, yada, yada, yada. We just kind of sat down and got into it. Huh? And I had a sneaking suspicion that you wouldn't like this. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Suspicion's confirmed. Yeah. Rats. Yeah, I can't well, like them Either all. way, I got to share a movie that I, I kind of like with a pal. Well, and so the cool thing what? is, it's not about the it, it's not about the final result. It's about the journey we took along the way, James. Absolutely. Well, it's like my special place in my heart for where the wild things are because I was wearing a "Where the Wild Things Are" T-shirt when my when my oldest was born. I still had to spit up stain for like five years from when he puked on me when he was born. Uh, still have that shirt. Uh, I can, I can uh, feel that piss coming, James. Oh yeah, where, coming around the bed. Where, where can people find us? Um, I believe that they can find us on or vomit podcast at gmail.com. And also, if they'd be so kind as to check us on wherever our fine podcasts are served, perhaps the pod bean or maybe, maybe you say pod bean, pod bean, bean, bean. I mean, yeah, find us almost anywhere else. Leave us stars, and you know, it really helps if you. Put a nice long description on there. Because <laughs> we'll, we'll get around to reading it at yeah, some point. And we might comment on it. And, you know, we have a Facebook page, and you can say shit on there. And I'm trying to see how much longer I can drag this motherfucker out. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's not a real bad pee. Oh, fuck. Then it, I did that for no reason. But I, I can feel the old piss train coming. <laughs> ah. Choo-choo, motherfuckers. Choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs> right.